Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 131, Crimes of the Future. Hello and welcome to a squishy edition of the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgemaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Long live the new flesh. We got Brother Lucas in the back. Yo, yo, yo. We got a returning ultra champion. We bring him out for all the body horror. It's Brother Dave. Hello, hello. I'm ready to hop in the time machine and see some crimes in the future. <laughs> it all checks out. And we got brother Nate back on the case. Hey guys, I'm here with you to get weird. Let's get so weird tonight because this movie heralds the return of the one, the only David Cronenberg. And the film is Crimes of the Future. Mm-hmm. How excited are you boys for this film tonight? I'm very excited. This was at con like a week ago, and then I was like, whoa, it's at AMC Theaters this week? Holy. (laughs) It's fresh out the kitchen. Distribution models, instantaneous. Yeah, Yeah, you can't avoid the can blitz, you know, and his his beautiful sunglasses that he had on. (laughs) Uh, It's great to see him. Yeah, I even saw a trailer for this before some movie we saw recently. Men. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this just premiered last week? Yeah. And all the news from the premiere is about the walkouts from people not being able to take it. People asking the actors, what do you think about the walkouts? That's that's like the news (laughs) because they have a hard time covering what this movie is about, right? So do you you boys think that you have the intestinal fortitude to make it through this without incident? Or do you think this is going to be tough? Because there's a lot of surgery, it seems. That's all I really know about it. (laughs) <laughs> it's about body modification or something. All I know is the poster is a guy with his shirt off with a bunch of ears like attached to his body <laughs> surgically. <laughs> Brother Dave, what are you feeling? Like the last movie you were on for was Titan, which was no small feat to get mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So do you think this is going to be more difficult, less difficult? Where do you think it's going to be on the spicy scale for you? Oh, I think it'll be in the realm. You know, um, <laughs> I, I, you asked if we were excited, and I'm definitely excited, but I'm also anxious. Oh, okay. That's not, good. Not a big surgery guy. I don't like watching surgeries. Uh, I, I'm squeamish about that. Yeah. Uh, but I do love me some Cronenberg and body horror. So 
of course, I'm going to give this a go, and I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I'm happy he's back. He's back. Brother baby. Dave even has a T-shirt on right now that says Cronenberg for president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have some weirdos in this film tonight. It is a packed theater. For what I've seen, it's tonight opening night. Bishy? It's opening night. Uh, yeah, mm. we're we're doing this early. So too, right? this is super fans. Yeah, super fans only. And on the surgery front, I agree. Like, I consider myself pretty hardened. I'm like nothing can really shock me. That's why when Titan came out, I was like, oh, I'm shocked again. I've seen it all. I can I can finally feel again. Like I'm feeling something again. But surgery definitely hits that spot of like, ooh, 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 like I have to look away. There's there's a TV show called Dr. Death that features mm, the mm -hmm. unlikely pairing of Joshua Jackson, Alec Baldwin, I believe, and Christian Slater. And what they do, they have these botched surgeries in it because it's uh, about this yeah. it's about this surgeon who is not good at his job. And they use a combination of digital effects, practical effects to just make the most squeamish surgery scenes. And Lodge Mistress and I were just screaming at the TV and hiding, hiding under blankets. It was intense. Yes. It wow. might be some cinematic, you know, undiscovered country here for some people. I think it I've might been be. kind of like, you know, you got hearing you guys talk about all it. I mean, I definitely was like, I'm kind of squeamish all day thinking about seeing this. <laughs> what, yeah, it, what are you about to it, surgery, submit yourself to? I mean, surgery is one thing, but when it's linked with sexuality, I mean, we're going to see right. some imagery. Uh, uh, disembowelment scenes are not my thing. I don't know if they're oh, your guys. Don't spoil anything. Uh, no, I mean, uh, playing We're with just intestines. Imagining. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm assuming intestines are going to come out. or You know, uh, this seems like a perfect. <laughs> Why not jump to that conclusion? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like, I mean, dead ringers and yeah. existence, you know, it, it, they kind of feel like this Video is drone. the same world. If he's playing in this dark water again, I mean, I'm up for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he hasn't done body horror since existence. I've liked his 21st century stuff, but this is the first body horror that he's done this century and Bishke, you made it a point to see all of his films make I sure four, you i had four left so i want to make it i want just one for the record i've seen everything and and i think some others nate is leading, probably, leading and, up to it and you dave know? has probably seen all of, i've seen shivers through maps to the stars now we're and, complete uh, right dave we're i've seen m butterfly last night you so. did yes <laughs> that was your final good copy of it actually <laughs> that's that's the one i haven't seen um, it's hard to track down it, it's hard to track down i saw um, it on vhs and it was it is crappy. uh it's worth seeing. It's, a, lot of, it, a lot of intestines in that one. No, Dang. but it's it's a it's a departure. But it's it's got a twist that I won't spoil. But uh, if you want to check out M Butterfly, um, check it out. Check it out, and, folks. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we Lodge Master and I watched Shivers. Yeah, we did. And, Ooh, uh, yeah. special it's got some movie. fun. <laughs> yeah, uncomfortable moments. Rude. Yeah. Great climax. So obviously. Mr. Cronenberg's filmography has informed our lives in various ways, and it's just an honor to see another film of his in this big forum, and people are here for it. We're probably going to see a ton of interesting t-shirts in there. Playing at your local AMC. Playing this, at your this, local AMC. and horror show that we're about to watch. Anything else we say is total speculation, so... All that's left yeah. to do is climb those steps and face our fears, y'all. Well, before before we climb, I just yeah. want to plead with Lucas to <laughs> to not be the walkout. 
Don't okay. not gonna look look you, you can, you. I'm gonna squint at times. I'm gonna hold, like kind of hold my fingers in front of my eyes to shield <laughs> them from some of the grotesquery, but I'm not gonna walk out. Lucas will walk out of consciousness before he walks out physically. So right. it's either gonna be sleep or a walkout, but we're hoping you stay the course, Lucas, so you can comment on the entire film. Could have a big finale. I'm, I'm not a big, gonna, gross finale. I'm not going to close my eyes in this whole movie. Bishki, whoa. whoa. That, I'm going to just, this might be Cronenberg's last, so I'm going to you're gonna, you're gonna open, open my eyes. We're all going to open our eyes. Watch every frame, Bishki. <laughs> Alex away. from Clockwork Orange style. Just, yeah. That's why we're here. I'll we're put little like, ice tea drops in your eyes. <laughs> all right, boys. Let's do it. Love and flesh. sex y'all we're back oh my god we witnessed some crimes of the future y'all and we've been keeping it hella muted (laughs) we've been like almost (laughs) bursting to talk about this oh and before we get into it i do want to say if you are squeamish at all Stop. Just stop this episode. This one's not for you. Cronenberg we're, we're trigger warnings. Inside, folks. Cronenberg trigger warnings abound. So stop and listen to one of our nicer... Ca- listen to Palms. Listen to the episode about Palms. <laughs> P-O-M-S. Because this ain't for you, y'all. If you don't like close-ups <laughs> of cutting, <laughs> scalpels and skin. Oh, we're going to be talking about it all. Our so tattooed. You've been warned, so... Let's dig into it. What's that shops? From Rotten Tomatoes. What is this shops going to be? What is this shops? It's going to be vague. It's going to be like four words. Hold on, hold on. As the human species. Species? <laughs> it's a schnapps with a species. Men- <laughs> it's going to mention the performance of it. It's got to mention hold the on, performance of it. Hold on, hold on. Go. See how bursting we are? Please, let me schnapps this. <laughs> the schnapps As master. the human species. <laughs> As the human species adapts to its synthetic environment, the body undergoes new transformations and mutations. Mm. With his partner Caprice, Leia Sado. Saul Tenser, Vigo Mortensen, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. Timlin, Kristen Stewart, an investigator from the National Organ Registry, obsessively tracks their movements, which is when a mysterious group is revealed. Their mission? To use Saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution. Period. Period. Hmm. That's a Question schnapps. Mark? Yeah. That's a big schnapps. <laughs> I mean, Bigger than I expected. Wh- <sighs> Where do we even begin yeah. with this? Oh, my God. It was a packed audience, a respectful audience. Mm-hmm. No walkouts. 
Uh, saw, no. Did you see someone? I saw two. You two did? in the front. Yeah. What, yeah. Whoa, whoa, what part? Like I, an hour I saw in? two late late in the game. We'll get there. Mm. It was who a are quiet, these weak quiet Frenchies? Eyes. I mean, it is challenging, but who are these weak Frenchies walking out at Khan? Like, <laughs> this is not... This is not Teton level, necessarily. I don't even think it was. I didn't no. close I think it, it, well, it speaks to that, you know, squeamishness in, in a person. It, it touches on a lot of different squeamish topics, too. Like, we start off the bat with this little kid just brushing his teeth and then eating a trash can in a bathroom, a plastic trash can. So that's the pica element of just eating the shit that on you, like sh- a, you shouldn't eat. On like a bombed out Greek island. Like <laughs> the whole yeah. movie felt like Mykonos yeah. or Patmos mm. or some uh, Greek island. I was, was like, oh, this is disrepair. a pretty this is a pretty nice, tranquil intro. And then the kid starts chomping down on the garbage can. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right by the toilet side. You know, he just starts going for it. Like Kinda. a junkie, major junkie vibes. And the mom is just watching him with sadness. And... She takes a pillow while he sleeps and kills him. He's an eight-year-old kid. This yeah. is the first few minutes of the movie. That's Up- when everybody stops eating less, popcorn. Uplift, less yeah. than five minutes. Up- yes. start. Candy yeah. went down and popcorn went and <laughs> yeah, crunching th- there went was a dude. There was a dude just chewing on his popcorn while the kid was eating the trash can. And I'm like, there's levels of symbolism here <laughs> about American consumerism. But oh, there's nervous laughter throughout. But oh, yeah. the first few bars, there was everything that wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> laughed at it was giggles because people don't know how to, you know, process some of it's, it. It's it's tough for the for the human body to process plastic, and it's tough for the human mind to process some of this shit that is on display. But we're gonna try to figure it out. We <laughs> we beat Vigo, and I didn't know anything about this movie really. I no. mean, the, yeah, the trailer doesn't really give away too much, and Vigo's sleeping in this organic sleep pod where he's hooked up to different tentacles Yep, and we quickly learn that it's in order to give him a proper night's sleep by rotating his body and reacting to his pain receptacles yeah it's pretty accurate because right (laughs) yeah correct me if i am wrong on any of this that checks out that checks out but we're in the future and people don't experience pain anymore so you just see random people slicing into each other in the in the shadows of different alleys i thought someone was getting mugged when i first saw that not knowing Mm. they were just getting off (laughs) getting (laughs) off by getting sliced up that's the world everybody's cutting each other that's the world that we're living in everybody's just trying to feel something and Vigo can feel pain. And we learn that with his partner, Leah Sado, they're a performance artist collaboration in which... Yeah, he, which is like the high art in, in that this new world. Which is great. Which is such a funny... It's which dropped. is fucking amazing. Yeah, like, yo, performance art. Everyone wants to do it. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just a given. And I love that. We can just go with that. And there's a lot of exposition. There's an organ registry guy who explains that... Performance art is the new rage, and and it's like the hottest career is performance art, which any of us that have been to art school is just hilarious because you just flat, you get these like dead zone flashbacks to art school, you know? (laughs) I mean, I wish people at at my school were doing, maybe I don't wish that. (laughs) You'd be missing a limb or two. Yeah, yeah. But you've come in contact with performance artists before, and it's great that they get a movie all their own. 
even though it's yeah they in this what, weird future. You touch on the how an artist would comments on them, themselves and also comments on their competition. Yes. You know, Saul Saul's character gets to comment on both sides of that kind of small art community. Or yeah. It feels like every yeah art college crit we ever had where people, <laughs> yes. it, 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 you know, it's pre pretentious in a way. I mean, they're, they're speaking about these lofty things. But that's what makes it amazing. You yes. know, it's, it's like, so specific, and you know? it's so funny if you let it be, you know, <laughs> like I was laughing quite a bit. I mean, the crowd wasn't rolling in the aisles. It's, it's not it seems like a weird post-apocalyptic setting milieu because to me, like, didn't look like anyone could have power or electricity or technology. It, was, it just seems so fucking bombed, bombed out. Bombed out is I the was aesthetic. Like, this does not make sense in my brain, but I'm going to go with it. But, so murky and bombed out. Yeah. Cronenberg loves that kind of shit. Like, just a half-torn-down office. Yes. Let's, let's yeah. park yeah. it here for a while. I mean... For not having any pain in the future, it was pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Dismal. But our artist heroes seem to be pretty engaged with the world that they live in. <laughs> like, they are pretty pumped on what it is they're doing. And we see that there is this technology company that makes these different devices. So they make the bed that Vigo sleeps in. And they make this... The Sark. I guess it was called. Yes, they make this this breakfast chair that has to be the first salad drink. <laughs> hey, it's a dragon the salad dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> Yeah, anytime it appears. And it, it appears throughout to, you know, arguably diminishing returns. But the first time you see it, it's this chair. <sighs> Brother Dave, I'll let you do the honors. Yeah. Explain the breakfast chair. It's like a biological uh, enhancement that kind of wraps around you with like these almost tentacles or arms and kind of supplement your body. They're bones. Yeah. It's like a bone chair. Yeah. It's a fucking bone chair. And it <laughs> a doctor's office skeleton bone chair. It's designed to aid in digestion. So <laughs> it's jacking him around. Vigo yeah. is like trying to put food in his mouth and the bone chair is rocking it's him. It's like a 40X seat at Regal Cinema. <laughs> Lucas, yes! yes, yes. It's, a, it's a 40X seat made of bone With all the enhancements. Yes. And it should be mentioned, right, that Vigo is, is in a lot of pain. He's the <laughs> one guy who can feel pain. <laughs> and it's pain very guy. uncomfortable watching him throughout the entire run. And he's growing new organs inside of him. And it's affecting the way he talks. He's, so he's yeah. burping and squeezing and, he's like, uh, and, and wincing uh, 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 and, and, and always clearing uh, uh, that throat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, bury the, they don't have that in the trailer. No, no, they don't. It's not going to be an infirm performance. And he is constantly in what can best be described as like a dark man ninja suit <laughs> i had ninja goth and also just just think he's he's playing almost every scene like the emperor yes in return of jedi you know yes. what I mean? you yeah. look over him he mostly he squats in the corners too he was squatting he is i think popping was, a squat i think it's helping his organs there, there's some, there's some <laughs> yeah, actor yeah. choice there that i was no, like he was undercover literally. And, and vigo is committed you know absolutely he's committed. committed he's committed and, and captivating always he looked he looks he looked good i like thinking about the squat as like an ergonomic necessity for him you know because i was wondering he squats in 
you know, 50% of his scenes, he's popping that, that it's ninja choice. squad. It's a choice for the character, I think. I, I, it was kind of nice to never... He almost you never never see his body when he's not yeah. exposed through the whole film. Yeah, because his hands are covered and his eyes, you just see his eyes. Yeah, so it has that ninja read. You know, that, and that's where I got Dark Man from and too. People are snickering, you know, when you see him because he's think. a ninja. It's Ninja Vigo. It's like, like, we've seen that, that before. You know, Vigo, yeah. you know? I, yeah. like the, I like the long sleeves that just spill over his hands a little bit. It's just, yes, it's Kylo Ren goth. Yes, you know, it's, and he dismissively like tosses his sleeve around sometimes. Like mm, he plays with it. Enough with you. He's sassy. <laughs> Vigo's lovely in this. He loves it. He's having a great time. And before long, we're in the second dragon. Double dragon. When we're introduced to these performance art happenings we see leah sadeau operating this surgical device <laughs> to slice into him describe this device to, to slice into vigo it looks like a toad without a face <laughs> and the thanos jewels in it in the, like a, a rubbery jewel, frog rubbery frog without a head it's mm -hmm. like two hind quarters of a frog melded together mm -hmm. that she rhythmically massages it's on her chest like yeah, on her abdomen style yes yeah and yeah. Like tweaking the nipples and, and you know and rubbing the rubbing the stuff and she's controlling it masterfully and the crowd is using all manner of recording devices <laughs> from every like era still, still cameras <laughs> super eight <laughs> yeah yeah polaroids going every, every type of camera every type of camera from nikon from the invention of photography until deep into whatever future this is, is represented. They're just like the death mongers, right? They're just like, this, or the new sex mongers. Like, yes. Eh, they're all just heavy, heavy breathing. And cameras mounted on rings, like mm -hmm. that you wear on your hand. A lot of ring cameras. And to see this operation occur and to, to cut to Vigo's orgasmic face as he licks his lips and loves every slice. It crescendos right there. I mean, that's... That's what everybody was in that theater for, is that kind of feeling. Like a new feeling, a new sleazy feeling. It, it was, was wet. <laughs> All the sound effects were so wet. Now, Bishki, how, you claim that you were going to keep your eyes open. How were you doing at this point? Yeah, I kept my eyes open the entire movie. Hell I, yeah. No. Yeah, you did. I don't think, I don't, surgery is not, it's not like eye trauma for me. Eye trauma is bad for you. Yeah, yeah. So this was surprisingly kind of like shot close up. So it became kind of like about the textures or something. There's something not real bloody about it. I don't sure. know. They're, they're selling it like it is. I think the, the flesh chair was a lot more delectable <laughs> and delicious. To, people, people were crossing their legs, uncrossing their legs, you know, because like, it's just this, it's like this half shell pod hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. It's arresting. The first time you see it, the first push in, I it's thought great. was really just like, oh, we're back in the old video. Yeah. I was like squinting at first, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Everybody then, was kind of leaning re forward. You realize it's a bed and you're like, what? Yeah. And... They're a computer bed that has software. Dark, dark room. Yeah. There's a lot of different characters. Uh, there are these technicians that attend to these devices. Like the geek squad. They might have an ulterior motive. And there is Case Do. Case Do is Case present. Case what is the runtime of her performance, right? What, About a minute, two? I think they had her for two days. Yeah, but she gives a very interesting performance that I. Reminded me of someone, but I can't 
I can't place it. It reminded me of Kristen Stewart, but amplified. Like all of her tics that people make fun of. It's unnerving. It's unnerving. Her awkwardness is like a superpower. Cronenberg is like, take that negativity and just drape yourself in it and fucking turn it up. She's just like shaking and just like on the verge of, on the verge yeah. of tears, she wants to penetrate him, you know, or cut him, or she cu- get cut by him. Is uh, quickly revealed to be a an extreme fetishist of this new type of art, and she wants to be involved at any cost. Surgery is the new sex. That's the brother Dave. What did, what did you make of Case Two's performance? Because it's like it's uh, not for everyone. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you were into it? I was all on board with her performance. Um, The pent-up sexuality of it was very obvious and clear, and I thought she brought a lot of humor to the movie, which needed it, too. Oh, yeah. People were laughing. People were yucking it up. Because she seems like such a tourist in this world, in a way. You know? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. whoa, she's here, you know, cutting it up with Vigo? Like, wow. And it's almost a novelty to just, like see what she's going to do. And I mean, she came to play. She was, (laughs) she seemed like she was in the zone. She's very dialed in. Yes. Yeah. She was eager. Yeah. Pretty much all the actors came to play. Everyone was committed. Uh, Leia Sado was great. The the guy who was uh, Kristen Stewart's partner. Yes. He was awesome, but I didn't really recognize him. He was from Existence. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a regular Cronenberg He's Yevgeny Nourish, I think. Yevgeny yeah. Nourish. Yeah. I recognize him from <laughs> the gift that Bishki cut from Existence. Yeah, yeah. That is in our gift collection, our lodge gift collection. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's from the gifts. Yeah. yeah. He was really good in this. You know, you know what's funny is that when I was watching it, it felt, it felt like his other movies. Like it could sit with Videodrome and Existence in kind of a weird, not trilogy, but just in the same universe. Like, it feels like... Well, everybody's, obsessed with, everybody's into, you know? obsessed with the same themes in it. You know, it's... We're, yeah, it's we're thematically right all Cronenberg. <laughs> Putting hands and tongues into torsos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your mind has a hard time connecting the sexuality to it, other than the characters being turned on or, you know, aroused. You kind of go... You have to go with it that way. You yeah. Because it's... it's, it's kind of a leap and everybody's telling you it's like crash you have to take their word for it that they are turned on by I was, car crashes i was surprised how how talky it was which i'm i'm not a, you know i'm not adverse to ex- expository dialogue but i i felt like it was more talky than normal because it's really trying to explain and it does lay it <sighs> yeah. out but it is it is just talking head after talking head scene I in do, the first act i do think that's part of the problem is lots of dialogue Bef- scenes after dialogue scenes. Of, before kind of we on the nose dialogue but I mean, before we fully get into that there's a third dragon. <laughs> yeah, there is. One, two, three, three. The dragons are all the performances, basically. And this one is a competing body modification performance artist who is getting his mouth sewn shut and is covered head to toe in ears. And his eyes are ears. sewn shut. And his eyes are also sewn shut. That was probably the toughest to look at. <laughs> Directly, <laughs> it was beautifully done. I, the The seams of where it's attached or whatnot are just very. It very, looks great. Very odd places for ears to be, and and your and mind is just going like whoa. And there's another crowd with all manner of recording technology recording it, and there's kind of a techno a te- Howard Shore song. It's Howard Shore future techno yeah. music, he and he starts dancing, and then. And then you you realize that Ninja Vigo is just crouching near a pipe, like off to the side watching it. Yeah, yeah. 
he's taking it in. He and he always he wants to know the status of how the other shows are that he doesn't attend. Yes. which I thought was pretty charming. <laughs> how was it? He he's like, surveys the landscape. Lancido was like, "It's good," and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Because <laughs> he's into it, you know. He's into it. So the main plot, as it were, begins to develop here. And it concerns the child, the trash can eating child <laughs> from the opening. His dad has an idea for Vigo's next show. And <laughs> the idea is that he wants Vigo to perform an autopsy on his dead son live in front of an audience. So we got that. You know, that's on our menu, a child autopsy. Feel good hit of the summer. You you plant that seed. And uh, there are movies where there's a big dance at the end, or you know there's going to be a bank robbery at the end. (laughs) But this movie, your carrot is... An eight-year-old boy's yeah. autopsy. That's your trench run. And we're going to go deep. You know, the character's like, we're going <sighs> to go that's deep. What, we're gonna go deep. And that's what we're looking forward to. And oh, we had to wait a long time to get there. They I didn't know that was going to be the third act, yeah. like, crescendo. I guess that's, that's what, where the yeah, walkouts are. That's what, yeah. that's what everything is leading to. They introduce a side goal which is an inner beauty pageant (laughs) we don't care about that but that doesn't happen but that That doesn't materialize cornball yeah like that's a real carrot though if you know that vigo is going to compete in an inner beauty pageant in which he's going to show off his organs it's with like, a bunch of other organ flashers. He, he even, it's he, about the vanity, though, you know, of celebrity. It's, it, it comments on that. He you know, has that was an interesting color. He, he has a, a zipper. What is it called? Like a rip? You got a zipper lock. Zip lock. Rip lock. Rip lock. Rip lock. It's a zipper installed in his abdomen that he can easily open up and show off his organs. <laughs> so you imagine him strutting around in, a, in an inner beauty pageant, unzipping that. You don't get that. We don't get there. Ooh, that no. doesn't even happen. So everything's leading to this autopsy, and he is revealed to be an undercover operative. Yeah, he's like for the new Vice Squad. That that got revealed kind of quiet between <sighs> two characters, and I was kind of like, okay, he's on the other side. Just so he's like Eastern Promises. He's cut in, that out. He's in too deep. You know, why does he have to flip like that? Those scenes were almost Dan Ziggian to me. (laughs) (laughs) I felt, I mean, you're right. I felt that subplot was pointless because it only works dramatically if Leah Sado discovers that or finds out he's betraying her. But like, it never goes anywhere. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, I know that that's the crimes of the title. But are there any crimes in this future? Like, there's no... I don't know. There's no well, authority. There, <laughs> eventually, there the is. Crime, it's crime. I think the crime is uh, the the people who are trying to evolve mankind. That's considered a crime. Yes. Okay. And yeah. and that is what Vigo is. He's like aiding the the cops in taking those people down. But in yeah. the end, he realizes that you know maybe they're right, and mankind does need to evolve. Yeah, I think that's our window into that that argument. You know, but why to, that's even, an important argument too. But, but for Cronenberg. <laughs> but dramatically and story-wise, who gives a shit? You've you've introduced this crazy new world. And you know, like live in that world. Like I don't I I, I don't need a detective. I did not need <laughs> like the a, detective work. Mole yeah. in there. <laughs> like fuck that, man. And that's when shit starts getting really talky. 
And it hurts because you know what the movie's capable of. You have these high soaring salad dragons. And then you're in a bombed out office talking for 20 minutes about shit you already know or could infer or would much rather see than hear about. There's what not are a, you doing, Cronenberg? There's not enough performance art. Yeah. Oh, there's a God. lot flying around. You know, we jumped over a little bit. The dad, Scott Speedman, this this freak who's kind of a plastic eater, <laughs> who's eating these Willy Wonka bars, <laughs> these purple Willy Wonka bars, and he's like, ship them all out. You know, like like like, like there's a bunch of these oh. you know plastic eaters, oh, and he's he, like, we want to we call it plastic. We you know he yeah. says just, it by name. You just jarred something in my brain when you said ship them all out. <laughs> I I thought of Tim Burton's Batman. Well, that's what and, I was. Yeah. And the plastic yeah. surgeons like office. Yeah. That's yes. the whole movies milieu like, well, like where he's like, mer, mer. like how do like, you get to scott speedman i just you know cronenberg how do you get to him his headshot comes across your desk <laughs> i think he was hanging out i saw him in yada yada i just assumed he was canadian i think he was hanging out in canada and, and he scooped, role, scooped him up he felt a little naked out there without uh, without direction i mean he's cutting he's cutting a girl you know on her <laughs> chest and then he's eating these willy wonka bars yeah and it goes on for a while before we know we know he's a grieving dad i think we we see him in the opener i thought so he was a right? junkie for the first half of the movie he's like a speed or a plastic freak <laughs> yeah he's a plastic freak i and will not have this trash talk of speed bin because <laughs> i thought it was really good he brought some humanity the to characters. it because like a lot of the characters are just so far out there that he was he, some of his emotions were a little relatable i mean yeah, I he's wanna, being asked to, to play a guy that's really trying to get his kid, his dead kid involved in a performance art autopsy. It's a tough role. Yeah. I did. I had it's no problem with his character yeah. performance, but I didn't give a shit about this plastic eating cult. And I for sure wasn't that intrigued to find out what the digestive tract special circumstances were of this child's inner workings. But everybody in the movie is so turned on by it that... You kind of got to go with it because you got nothing else to look forward to except for maybe the inner beauty pageant. Even so, after, <laughs> even after the autopsy, I still wasn't sure what the heck was going on. Well, let's, yeah, it's, yeah. let's talk, talk about, about the, the kids' autopsy. autopsy. Let's just go yes, there. We yes, go we're there. there. We're there. It's a dragon. Four dragons. It's a bleak Where are we dragon, at? One, two, it's a bleak three. Dragon. Oh my god! It's, so you know, it, it's that showstopper scene. Like oh. Alien Three has one like that too, where it's just you're Oof. going to see some entertainment, a little oh. action. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know what. He, and leading what up, people... leading up to it was when we had the walkouts because it was dawning on them. I think that I, they were going to see a child autopsy. It's the age. The and you kind of, of you're kind of you have a lot of time to imagine what it's going to be like because there's these stretches of just like mind-numbing dialogue that you can just tune out during and be like, oh, what's this autopsy gonna be like? What kind of household appliances will be in there? <laughs> and you think, oh, he's gonna have to artistically do it because you're not gonna want to really see the kid's face in the same shot as the organs. And you know, you right. think about how he's gonna delicately handle it. No, you see a naked dead kid on a slab, <laughs> yeah, fully it's naked. It's at an angle. Uh, it was yeah. it was gothic. It was, was macabre. Rough. You know, I, I think the whole film had this kind of great 
design and, and, and layer of atmosphere that his his films do. Dead Ringers has one that's just dripping in darkness. Absolutely. Kinda, you know? This one felt that way. Even just them walking around at the beaches at night and you, you don't really have a sense of space. It's all about their no. universe. It felt very quiet. There I thought Vigo zero. needed a bodyguard too. You know, he's walking back and forth back and forth from the galleries. He could have got messed with by any kind of street junkie. Yeah. Right? And Vigo is controlling this autopsy kind of from the shadows. He's got the, he's rubbing on that that little controller toad and <laughs> Leah Sado is making a grand speech about what they're doing. Selling it. Selling it. Like yeah. selling it. She's fully in whether or not you understand what the fuck she's saying. Mm -hmm. She is believing it, which goes a long way, especially in Cronenberg movies. So they open up the kid They're It's just on his dead face and they tilt down to his stomach and they slice into him fully seen his Organs they re reveal have been tattooed, and this is a this is like the reveal of the movie. Can you explain to me yeah. what is going on there? Like, I think Kastu did it right. She tattooed Correct. his organs. Correct. Uh, why is this like the big reveal? Everybody loses their mind in the movie. the The audience is disgusted. They are. Mm -hmm. It is a scandal. The mm -hmm. the father speed, oh! Speedman is horrified. He's out of there. So. We're to believe that Kristen Stewart tagged it. Tagged, she tagged the child's so, organs. So we would believe mm -hmm. that... <laughs> he was not special. That he was just a normal... That we inherit... or No, we inherit any of that. I mean, there, there's this inherit... You know, that that's the whole thing that Speedman's kind of... Right. I thought he was going to have plastic in his stomach or something. I didn't think that was the reveal. There's know, a, he's a plastic eater. Yeah. Dear listener, you don't know how much this autopsy is built up. <laughs> there is the line, <laughs> what do you expect to see inside of him? Outer space? Was that the line? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outer space. Yeah, I thought we were going to trip for a while. But, you know, <laughs> I that. thought we were going to go into a, you know, into a orifice, you know, kind of uh, enter the void. Can style. I also throw out a salad crouton? Crouton it up, bro. Salad crouton. It's uh, when Vigo comes home to his subterranean, like, home. <laughs> <laughs> and he has this like jeans zipper put on his torso, like yeah. on his stomach. Yep. The zip. And Sado like unzips it. And she's yeah. like, zippers are so sexual yes. in their own way. And she gets on her knees and just starts, starts going to town. It. And then Vigo <laughs> just the Vigo just flip. like leans back and is like, Don't spill, like careful, don't spill. <laughs> don't spill. Don't spill. <laughs> That's a meme. That's a meme there, dude. A text meme. Oh my god. I mean, it's full of dragons, full, full of croutons. But to me, it's like the movie doesn't stay on the rails because it doesn't stay intriguing enough. I feel like the movie runs out of gas somewhere in late second act. I don't even know how to how to divide this into acts. No. I was lost. I had no idea where the acts were. But they're just discussing it over and over and over again. Like, I get your theme. Just be a little more mysterious, man. You have all the toys set up mm -hmm. and then you're going to just bang us over the head with it in these fucking bombed out office spaces. I mean, I, I thought there was going to be more surgical I wanted to sex scenes. I wanted, like to, multiple I wanted people. to throw I this movie <laughs> on, on the autopsy device table and slice like 30 minutes out of it. Mm. Yeah. Like I, this one where I was like, I think I'd rather hear Cronenberg talk about it. Yeah. Then actually it, watch the whole thing. I won't even call this a crouton. This is this is another fucking dragon. How it feels to chew five dragons. 
stimulate your senses. In the movie, they're figuring out this autopsy table. They're discussing, you know, their next project, Vigo and <laughs> Leah Sado. She is fully naked on this table. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. is trying to figure out how it all works. And he's just accidentally slicing her. <laughs> there's a scalpel, like an arm. That like was a, the one time I really flinched there's hard. There's these that little, just like, ah. they call it, it's a bone, it's a bone arm. There's you know, bone spinal arms. cord there's with a scalpel arms. at the end. And they, they call it a sock. Yeah. Which I thought was, they have to, they had to modify the sock later on. Yeah. And um, they're just making little slices. And then they realize, oh, this is kind of hot. So he takes off all his clothes and they're both naked in this thing. And they're just getting like poked, just getting sliced. Yeah, there's, a, there's a wonderful right pan there. up. Right the whole body is getting sliced. Just uh, getting kind of casually scalpel sliced. Nicked. And they are just bleeding. They are just totally serene yeah, n- with this. No like, like on a cloud. No flinching. This is going to inspire a new generation of cutters. I think it might. <laughs> like, problem. It's, it's, it's pretty, uh, I mean, I don't know. I could see people being attracted to I, it. I've got another salad crouton to throw oh, out. Oh, shit. Nice. Okay. Uh, salad crouton. Cronenberg's a little frisky in his old age because there was another random scene oh, where, yeah. where Vigo is like sleeping still. And Leah Sado's is kind of like hanging out in the garage or wherever the hell they are. <laughs> and the two Geek Squad, like assassin gals that like repair all the yeah, autopsy tables. What was this scene? Just yeah. randomly strip fully naked, get into the autopsy uh, machine, which is, you know, like a coffin, I guess. The old Sark pod, yeah. And not like a coffin, but like, like a bone... Like bed, Guy and they're like, like, "What do you think, phone. Leah Sado? Like, could we be stars too?" And it's yeah, like, I don't know. And she's into it. She's into it. Oh my god, they, they were they were kind of hard to track. It, well, it's hard. To, well, it's kind of hard to track where sexuality is in the universe. Well, like, and their acting was not good, so you don't yeah, really know what's going. That. They were Canadian. For they sure. weren't great. Yeah, the fringes of the cast are not good actors by any stretch of the imagination, but. With so much weird shit going on, you can usually forgive that in Cronenberg movies. But it starts to wear on you again when it just stalls the fuck out. And you, you start seeing the seams and you start thinking about, oh shit, well, what happened to all that cool shit that I was here for? Now, does anybody want to defend the back half of this movie? Speak now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll defend the back yes, half. Yes, there it is. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, Only in the fact that it, it takes it takes the ideas to their logical conclusion, and it doesn't flinch at where it's going. Um, mm-hmm. I'm talking I, yeah. about pre-autopsy. Mm-hmm. Pre-autopsy. This, this section, like, yeah, you, it is a bit of a slog. When you know, I definitely got exhausted by Vigo meeting with that cop like three times <laughs> yeah. by the boat. Yeah. Especially because I wasn't exactly sure what was in it for Vigo to be working with. with no. The yeah. Cops. That's why that, yeah, that's why that subplot hangs on it. A Just excise that. And, and the cop's whole uh, MO for taking down this cell is like so uncinematic. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he literally just meets people and talks to them. There's, yeah. there's no actual dramatization. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the very ending feels incomplete. They're, oh, uh, man. Abrupt. I, he, very abrupt. He, oh, yeah. Definitely. Did you guys but have any idea no, that was the ending? No. No, no not, even, not even a little bit. The ending is Vigo is in the bone chair having a really tough time having his breakfast. <laughs> And it's been suggested that 
His veggie bread bowl. <laughs> it's a veggie bread bowl. It's, some guac. It's, it's, it's been suggested that perhaps his particular digestive system might do well to eat some of these purple Wonka, Give me a Wonka bar. candy bars. Give me a Wonka bar. And she unwraps it for and him. And Leah shows up and grabs one of these bars. We forgot to mention that she has had basically cashews implanted under her skin <laughs> on her forehead. She oh, yeah. Some body oh, no. oh it, I, We didn't see it happen, did we? It just went no. from her being she normal. She just stayed late to, with to her coming home. Her right. There's a woman that's <laughs> no. being sliced up because but, she loves, she gets off on trauma and she invites Leah Sado to the after party in her hotel room. And we just have to imagine yeah. that they body modded her yeah. at this party. <laughs> just on, on each other doing body mod on the forehead. So anyway, forehead. But but we all digress. So we're back at the bone breakfast chair. She picks a camera from her many different ring cameras, slips it on. It's a nice high contrast black and white image. She gives him the bar. He chews it. And, you know, he's been having a real tough time eating this whole movie. And finally... He swallows it, and the bone chair stops, which suggests that it doesn't even need to adjust him anymore. It's going down smooth. And he swallows it smooth, and a tear forms because he finally got to eat something (laughs) in a relaxing way. It was, yeah. And we're out! Spiritual. Is he dead? No! No, He's just (laughs) ecstasy bliss. He's realizing he's the next step in human evolution. He's he's a plastic eater. He embraces it. He realizes he's carrying on the new plastic. Synthetic plastics. That that itself is a commentary. You know, that we have to feed on our Sure. And it would be great in a book. I wanted purple protein bars to be made out of people, but that's okay. (laughs) I feel like it would have done better as a book. You know, because the ending it there, you're just like, What? It doesn't feel like a complete movie to me, you know? This ain't... Oh, I know. Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) What you get instead is a whole nother can of worms, you know? Yeah. Like, this is... It's... It's batshit that it's playing AMC's. I love that. Yeah. And this, this audience knew what it was. It felt this is yep. opening night. Yeah. Like we're going there yeah. and we yep. see this thing. And the they all came too. out chatty. You know, like we all came out together, we dispersed, and and the chatter that I was hearing was yes. great. Existence was mentioned, you know. I, I yeah. love that, you know. We've been to enough of these movies and we are among these people that we we can tune into the certain frequency of the film nerd post film discourse yeah. as they're streaming out. It's like existence. Video drama. Are they enjoying it though? I mean, is it stimulating them? They were smiling. A lot of people smiling. So I don't know if they're just still like hopped up on those Cronenbergian goofballs and they haven't really thought about it yet, or if they really were touched. But I don't know. I heard some ladies talking about the autopsy scene. They're like, they went there. They went there. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Well, any other any other choice morsels you need yeah, to discuss? Yeah, I think I got one more crouton. I'm not oh, sure. Shit. Oh, wow. Third yes. one, that's a salad bar. This is a full salad bar. Salad crouton. I'm not sure if we talked about it yet, but the, the scene where K-Stu invites Vigo into oh, like her office man. like into the safe room. <laughs> what was that That's scene? her scene. And that was it. Scene. They're talking about whatever and then for, and she's like slowly creeping towards him. And he's, and he's backing he's away. He's slowly backing away because he doesn't know what she's going to do. 
And then she kind of like just, I don't even think she asks him. I think she just sticks her finger she in his mouth. Yeah, she wants to look then, in there. And then puts like his saliva in her mouth. And then she's like, ooh, I like that. So then she starts kissing him. Tongue. And then like open mouth <laughs> tongue yeah. kissing Tonguing, him. Just hanging on each other. And then Vigo unfortunately can't like swallow or breathe. He's like, <laughs> he I'm goes, not good at the old sex. <laughs> Say it, get a good one, Lucas. Say it. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> Don't spill. Yeah, what I'm, does he I'm, say? I'm, then what does he say, Lucas? I'm not good at the old sex. Hard cut. Great cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've been in that fucking office for like 20 minutes, so thank God we're out of there. Thank fucking God. I thought Ooh. he was going to pull up his shirt, man. Take a look at the zipper, baby. Yeah. That was we, with the other girl. We could have used like a, I, mean, I can't believe I'm asking for this based on all that we've seen, but we could have used a real full-fledged old plus new sex scene in this, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think maybe something was shot and didn't get included. I, I would know. love to <laughs> see what didn't make it. <laughs> oh, Nothing. boy. It's all there. It's all there, <laughs> it's probably. all out on the slab. All right, let's go to them breakfast chair bones. What do we even begin with here? Brother Nate, take it away. First to bone. First to bone. First to bone. Like I said before, it fits nicely with his other movies as a thematic piece. It's, It's... got a lot of ideas. I mean, this is idea heavy. It's yeah. potent. Uh, and it depends how sensitive you are as a viewer of, of the material and what they're commenting on. I really felt like I was trying to keep open to this movie about, about this new sexuality. And there's, yeah. there's scene after scene where it's like, you know, people are having these reactions towards things that are just, you know. And they discuss staying open or being open. They discuss their feelings, their, their thoughts, their, their weaknesses. They're all very vulnerable and open. Uh, Vigo, I think Vigo's performance stands out for me. I just love him as an actor, and I think this was a kind of a de- delicious role to play as an actor, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, trusting his director and this this kind of universe that they created. It had shades of Philip K. Dick, you know, the spy cameras, all that paranoia, the infiltration. Like we we had a, we had a problem with that subplot, <laughs> but I think that's that's inherent in a lot of the other material that Cronenberg has done. Yeah, um, you know, the inner workings of the the scanners and everything. So. It felt it felt nice. It felt it felt like I he's such an intelligent filmmaker, and yes, I want to hear his commentary, you know, over just the movie itself. And I think I, think I take him in as an artist like that. So this this experience was very. I mean, I have a lot a, a takeaway, but I had some problems with how talky it was, and it felt like it was very expository. And yeah. these movies at their worst can get kind of silly and ride that pretension line. So uh, that's why I would take not all. You know all my bones away, but I'm I'm a strong three bone on this uh, three for boner. my viewing. So I'll start with a little love and light yes. three bones, and I uh, I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah, always hell yeah. That's what I have. Three bones on the bone chair, brother Bishki. What are you doing? Hmm. I've seen all Cronenberg's <laughs> films, <laughs> yes, except for his early Bolex ones. I've liked some more than others. This one, <laughs> um. I'm still scratching my head. Yeah. And um, it does touch upon all the Cronenberg themes throughout his filmography. You know, um, the focus isn't there really. And like existence is very focused to right. me. And this one is um, kind of, you know, coming in and out of themes. The production design's there. Hell yeah. For sure. And the performances are there. But the, like, 
don't know, it comes down to what Lucas says with stakes <laughs> or like, no, this is not a conventional narrative, right. but, but there should be tension, but right? there should be something. You don't really, it's so kind of postmodern and dark and nihilistic that it's like, you don't really feel the love for any of the characters kind of <laughs> I, I, like the kid autopsy. Like I, I just, I don't know the takeaway <laughs> to have from this movie. Nightmares. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not as high in the love and light. Um, a lot of dialogue. Hell yeah. I love Cronenberg. I love Maps to the Stars, by the way. His last <laughs> film, I'll give three and a half bones, but this Plugging one, this one, I'm dropping down to two bones. I'm two. sorry. It's not my favorite Cronenberg right now, but we'll see how it evolves. Yes. We'll see if yeah. you need a bone chair, bone adjustment. We, might, we might get adjusted. <laughs> Breakfast store or whatever. Once Cronenberg explains some things to me. All right. <laughs> Sweet Lucas, jack in. See what you got. I gotta admit that uh, I'm not the hugest Cronenberg for president fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I like his his Hollywood movies like The Dead Zone and The Fly more than any of his other movies. His exploration. Uh, yes. I was telling Brother Nathan earlier today that uh, yeah, I just always felt Cronenberg was kind of like big ideas but low budget. Mm. It always felt like it had everything had this like Toronto feel and even tonight he didn't seem like Toronto it definitely felt like a Greek island to me it was Greece yeah. oh wow yeah. okay oh, wow. so yeah. I was intuitively you correct were, you were correct it was, um, but it also felt to me just so threadbare yeah the production design is there but it just felt like not a student feature but cl oh. creeping oh. into it like creeping into it uh -oh. you know and, you take and, that back and like the breakfast chair <laughs> chair it just looked clunky it just looked like you know <laughs> brother justin could have done something way better with that you know i mean um, that's true but yeah. still <laughs> and you know thinking of brother justin's amazing bone train analogy yeah it's the bone chair this oh, time the very opening i was like holy shit like from the opening <laughs> credits to the murder I was like, this is this is like amazing. And yeah. then as it's hmm. like slowly went on, I was like, okay, you know, maybe not as amazing. The bone chair started rattling a bit, yeah. lo losing some parts. Literal and, bone chair. And where it really kind of lost me was when it was finally revealed that the Wonka bars were essentially synthetic plastics, and we're gonna have to start eating our own plastics, yeah. you know, and that it just was going that way. It right. just felt like film school 101 shit where I was like, Oh, I was like, rolled my eyes so hard. <laughs> it's people. Oh. <laughs> Scott's, Scott's even yelling at people. Oh, and by the it's way, sons I, I got one more, uh, crouton. Oh, throw Jesus. Oh, Where's all these no, croutons? Speak, you, speaking of Scott Speedman, at the end, he's like at his lowest moment after the autopsy. Yeah. Out on the, the autopsy steps. This is uh, a crouton. Just crying his <laughs> eyes out, like a real genuine cathartic pathos. Yeah. And the two Geek Squad girls like come up behind him and they sit next to him and they're like, hey, buddy, like, what's wrong? And he's like, my wife, she sabotaged his organs to, to explain embarrass it to me when really it was Case Dube because she was secretly undercover too. And the, the women are like, well, don't worry about it because she's going to appreciate what we're about to do. And they both take out these like really janky Home Depot like drills. power drills. Yeah. And they both just start drilling into the back of his skull until he's dead. And then his body yeah. just like rolls down the stairs like a fucking rag doll. They, they kick him too. They, they kick, kick his head face. a few times. That was, yeah, that was also film school 101. Oh. Let's just kick his dead body a little bit because, you know, lulls. Oh. <sighs> Lucas, how many bones? Still recounting. Lucas. I, I... 
I'm 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 torn here because I want to give it. it two, but it doesn't really go anywhere for me. Oh, so maybe shit. one and a half. Ooh. Uh, look, I'll give it two, but I did not enjoy. All those croutons, though, they got to add up. Yeah. Oh, they are adding up. <laughs> they add calcium to the bones. They're crunching left and right here. Very interesting analysis, Lucas. All right, brother Dave. Love and light. First of all, I want to congratulate Lucas for not being one of the statistics tonight. Oh, yes. He stayed awake and he was in the theater. <laughs> No bathroom breaks no either Greta. tonight no. From, our, from our team. No one. We were glued to our seats. And I ate a pizza flatbread before show time. You I did. Was, I was worried there, that cheese was going to come back on me. There was a scent of Parmigiana in the air <laughs> during some of these some early. Of the, some of the gut slicings. Early gut slicings. Yeah. Yeah. That was an incredibly dark film. Unfathomably bizarre. Unpleasant. Yeah. With that said, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know, as a Cronenberg head, it's it's like a career retrospective in it some is. ways. Yeah. There's there's little scenes that feel like shout outs to his previous work, and that's all enjoyable on a very nerdy level. Likewise, it's just exhilarating to see an old master who is still sharp and still going for it and pushing boundaries. And, you know, I'm happy for him that he got this made because I'm pretty sure this was a script that's been kicking around in his How head. How the hell oh, did yeah. this get funded? Really with 20 it, production it's, it's companies. It's hot right now. I don't know. Like the even, Canadian government. I think, it, yeah, I think they just, the they Canadian get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think once Case 2 came on board, they were That's like, true. Yeah. And also, wasn't this, sell this. wasn't this Cronenberg's first film without his sister, the costumer, or his wife? Uh, Both his wife and his sister passed away recently. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's got some new people with him, but. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Howard Shore, one of his long collaborators, was, you know, he brought his a game and great sound brought the mood so yeah it did it didn't totally work uh, all your criticisms are valid you know like the <laughs> yeah. uh the detective self all plot. of them <laughs> yeah all of them <laughs> uh, it was dialogue heavy it was expository but you know he's world building and i think he wants people to come along for the ride and he knows it's far out so He's got to hold people's hands maybe a little too much. Right. Maybe yeah. maybe because he also had a feeling that a lot more people would see this one. He's got to explain it a little bit more for the s slower kids in the class. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, what you're saying about uh, the big climax being the eight-year-old autopsy is spot on. It's just not something anyone's looking forward <laughs> it's to. It's unpleasant. And it doesn't really pay off in a in a dramatically cathartic way that makes no. any sort of coherent sense. <laughs> With that said, <laughs> but I've never said. seen anything quite like this movie, nope, and true. I'm bringing the love and light three bones. Yes. Three bones. Yeah. From I think we we'll regret giving it lower, Dave. You know, we have to we have to sit with it. <laughs> I'm not see sure how it I, evolved. I might regret even <laughs> being on this podcast. We'll see how it evolves. <laughs> it could have been one and a half. <laughs> no, 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 no. Move on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Yeah. Listen, only, Lodge Master. Only thread the needle. <laughs> No, only, cut them down. Only the hardcore Lodgecast freaks are still with us right now. So, sickos. They get us, man. We want to hear your comments. Man. Yes, and <laughs> try to see this at the at a, at a packed theater and see what happens. We want reports. It's gonna be in theaters for a week. What are you talking? One about? week. You got <laughs> yeah. Call in and leave us your sexiest surgery stories. <laughs> yeah, if you got them, we gotta hear them. So. I just imagine a tender first date going to this film. It's like, oh, Cronenberg. Yeah, The Fly. We'll go uh, check out that new... It's like a horror movie. Time Kristen Stewart's in it. 
uh yeah we'll go to the cheesecake factory and then <laughs> go into the mall and see crimes of the future can we get popcorn can we get popcorn maybe a hot dog extra chili on it don't spill that is amazing to me <laughs> just <laughs> just creating right that scenario i i was thinking about the bone chair too the whole time and i i, I was thinking about my bone balloon and how that might deflate and i was thinking about it a lot because i had a lot of time to think the first half of this movie i'll be generous first half of this movie Ooh. is four bones whoa whoa wow. A lot of love and life for the first part. But shit just started rattling. That bone chair rattling, <laughs> losing components. I wasn't getting any food into my mouth. The oh, food was shaking off the, the spoon. I couldn't even I couldn't even get any of that plastic candy bar in my mouth. Feed to me. Feed to me. It was fucked up. So shit was dropping. And god damn it, I landed on two bones. Oh. But it's a hearty two bones. Yeah. Because hearty. I saw things that I've never even knew could be seen. There are such staggering heights to this film that Two Bones is not, it doesn't tell the whole story. You know, you have to like surgically open up the bones to reveal what's really going on in this two bone review. Take a look inside. Ooh, it's getting weird. Get the marrow. You got to get to the on a marrow level with it. So <laughs> I don't know. I might adjust my bones too in the future, but God damn, I can't love it. I just can't. Can't bring myself to love it as a film. But I'm going to remember this experience Fondly? I don't know if <laughs> fondly is not the right word, but it was impactful. It was potent. Hmm. Yes, it was hmm. potent. Hmm. Nathan described it as potent. Kristen Stewart described Vigo's art as potent. Mm. Potent. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's mm -hmm. a potent film. Mm. So you tattooed your guts. <laughs> the takeaways. Oh. Endless. Oh, so I don't know. Lucas, what's the eye bleach for this one? Like what what is the <laughs> counter programming for this one? Man, I uh, yeah. Chevy Chase, Funny Farm. Feel like <laughs> no, no film, straight to bed. I feel like I got to go home and watch uh, L.A. Story. There it is. Got <laughs> L.A. Story is the antidote. There's a John Hughes marathon somewhere in <laughs> Lucas's hey, future. Oh man, weekend of Bernie's. Maybe Patch Adams. <laughs> oh well, brother Dave, thank you for joining us again for these. Uh, Difficult body horror films. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. It was gnarly. And Brother Nate, joy as always. Oh, it's great to be here with everybody, too. So We love you guys. Thank you, Cronenberg. We had to be on this one. Fans. And thank you, David Cronenberg, for a long career of challenging films. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. We love yes. you. And, and pass we'll the torch to Brandon. Yes. Brandon Cronenberg well, is coming out with a new one, I think, pretty soon. We're so. going to see every Cronenberg elder or, <laughs> yeah. or offspring from here on out so that's it y'all loving surgery <coughs> paging dr <coughs> lodge master my <laughs> throat <laughs> <laughs>
I'm shocked. <laughs>